0: Go capture it. Need it get after it. because you're passionate. Cause just the
1: What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the Dad Boss Movement. My name is Mike Stoker. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I'm joined here by my brother, Tanner. What's going on, Tanner? Not much. The usual. Living life. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you doing, but, doing with the new baby? Doing, doing good. <laughs> new baby good? <laughs> yeah, I still get all my my stuff done my routine it's just you know, it's, that's uh it's just a timing thing and just less sleep yeah i still do my morning routine like i think on monday because we didn't get home till last sunday night on monday well i think i did i recorded that podcast yeah the last did. podcast that, yeah. and i'd slept yeah, like I, an hour <laughs> that was good though but that's just how i am so that's how it's been all week so yeah hey, new it, babies, is what it is new babies those will test you the lack of sleep for me the lack of sleep was a,
0: a whole new test. Some nights, no sleep, but it's good though.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Sleep doesn't it doesn't bother me a whole lot. It's yeah. it's other things getting other things done that affect me more mentally than sleep. So. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, things have been good. How about yourself? How's Will doing? He's doing good. He's uh, let's see eighteen months now. He's starting to say a lot of cool
0: words. He's he's learning. He's getting huge. Any good cuss, cuss words? words? No. He says banana. Dang it. Though, so that's
1: pretty good. I'm gonna have to hang out with him, <laughs> teach him some bad words. No. All right, so today we are talking about competition, the power of competition and the benefits that competition can have a little bit of our experiences growing up in competitive sports and how it can benefit you as a father, as a husband, as a business person, as an employee, basically as everything in life, Mm -hmm. how competitive nature can... uh, Propel you further throughout life, success and gain success.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start family, business, competition yeah. broadly? Which no. Way? Let's. Why don't we talk first about kind of our background? I guess in sports and. Okay. Let's give our story on how we. As you guys can tell, we don't plan. We just start talking. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I want it raw. So, and we never edit. I don't think we've edited a single podcast from nope. start to finish. Mm-mm. we're lucky no one's banged on this door in mom's basement no, i'm just kidding so mom, mom get the meatloaf so yeah that way they can hear our experience our take on competition and we'll digest that and get a little bit more broad into other things like parenting and such okay so why
0: don't... i'll uh, i'll start with kind of my mindset in competition because i think we were a little different growing a up a lot different younger, way different um so for me when i was really little I liked competition like when I was really really young but I took it way too overboard to where I would kind of push friends away like kindergarten status like when you're playing a like tetherball I'd get real aggressive. Dude, you were pretty good at tetherball. Cause yeah, you got them like long you got like seven foot wingspan. but I was I was a thumb wrestling champion. <laughs> I would push people away and I realized and so I went instead of like just finding a happy medium I went the exact other way like third fourth grade on to where I didn't want competition and I hated like I hated competition. And as I moved into sports, same thing. Like, I didn't like – I didn't really – the competition aspect wasn't my favorite, which kind of sucked because that's really what pushes you if you're going to be good at sports. That's like Or a, anything sports, in life. Sports, anything. Business, sports, parenting. That's a huge aspect. And I didn't really learn that until as I got older, like post-high school, realizing, okay, like competition is a good thing. You know, don't take everything so personal. With me, I always took things personal. Like, if I had a coach, that was really hard on me. I hated it. That's why. Like, we – I – so, I, when I first did club basketball, it was Paulie Nation. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And like that coach really was, young. like, aggressive. Like, when we lost the game, we were running lines. And if you missed a shot in your face, I had crumbled under that environment. I just, my personality did you're not passive. do You're well. passive. You're very yeah, I'm passive. More passive. You weren't used to confrontation. The next coach, Terrell, was way, was better balanced, in my opinion. He was still on you at well, times. he was aggressive, but he but cared. Yeah. He was, like, if you missed, it was keep shooting if you knew you were a good shooter. Because, you know, and it would instill been still confidence. So... Instead, of that confidence in me it kind of helped me enjoy the whole competition aspect more. But you, I mean, you talk about you. I think so, you were different. Aspects, well, different
1: for three. you, as far as just competition as a whole, I wouldn't say you didn't hate competition. You no. just didn't like because you're a little bit more passive. You didn't like the aggressive nature that came along with highly competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. sports. I didn't do as well. There's, well, and yeah. it's probably a large majority of of coaches and smaller. Leagues and they are they overcompensate with aggression, yeah, because they're not oh. a dynamic, balanced personality. Because aggression's good, but you have to balance it out mm-hmm. with positive feedback as well. When I say aggressive, I mean because you can be positively aggressive, yeah, you can, but negative aggression Especially is what you're if talking you know about. Ex-
0: like, if the coach is more aggressive because he knows what he can expect out of you and he p- makes that clear, like, I know you can do better, not yeah, like but you suck. And, and like I think the hardest
1: thing coaching is every kid responds to different things so you what shut you down would have motivated me Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably one of the hardest things for our parents too because they knew how to be with me and we are opposites in that Mm -hmm. mindset so for you you didn't hate the competition per se yeah you just struggled more with the mindset that it encompassed with the the people the environment that it surrounded that alpha dominant in yeah. your face. To me I need I need it to be more like
0: fun, like a game. When I was more relaxed and having fun and not as much pressure, I played way better. When I'd get like when it became super intense and everyone was super tense, I'd play way yeah. I'd play worse. Crumble under pressure. Think too much. I thrive under pressure. <laughs> it's enjoyable you would, pressure. You would uh,
1: you see me psych- at for our
0: fitness <laughs> when I'm playing ball. No, I would uh, Psych no, I would. yourself out. When I was younger, yeah. I didn't like pressure. I didn't want to take like the open shot. That was I could say this looking back now because I, I kinda of feel like my personality shifted as I've gotten older. I wish I thought like this when I was younger and played basketball. I probably went a lot further.
1: But yeah, when I was younger I kinda directly correlates to business. Yeah. Exactly. Directly. And that's what made me shift
0: when you realize and also with me, just even studying like economics and learning about how competition literally breeds the most efficient outcome. And in business you have to you are going to have competitors, and those competitors are going to drive you to either sink or swim. You know what I mean? You're either going to be better, better product, better pricing, better customer service, or they're going to be better, and they're going to make all the sales. Well, not even direct
1: there. competitors dealing with customers no, no. Yeah. dealing with society, because you have so much. When you first start out, you can have so much negativity, mm-hmm. and it could go the same way as a bad coach or a bad teammate or an opponent trash talking, telling you you're not good enough. And if you're passive, passive, and you don't stand up and fight, and then you crumble. Yeah. then you lose and I think a lot of people do that majority yeah. people that aren't used to confrontation. That's why I think like I said earlier in other podcasts everyone just needs to be punched in the face to realize hey it isn't that bad and mm-hmm. the sooner you quit caring caring about what other people think, it's like freedom. We're gonna do yeah. I'm gonna do a podcast on that. Freedom. It's like the most freeing thing but yeah so our background basically we grew up playing a lot of sports. our dad was a collegiate basketball player. older siblings did collegiate volleyball basketball. Um, so we come from a family of athletes. You know, we're relatively tall. Dad's like 6'7", 10, or what are you, 6'5"? Six, five? Six five, yeah, Around there, I'm like 6'2", six, 6'3". Two, six, five, 230. We grew up playing from the time we could walk. We played basketball, and then we, more than just like rec center and school teams, we played year-round from a very young age. We, played, we got
0: banned from the rec
1: center. Yeah, we That's played club ball. We were oh, good. we're going to talk about that. We played club ball and traveled all over the United States. At one point, we were, we were the top 50 in the nation, um, and I think that it was a great experience. It was definitely a learning experience. It was definitely a different cultural, not a cultural shock, but it was different than the way we were, the way we were raised because that level, because you can go through and play basketball and go all day through high school, and it's somewhat competitive, but when you get in playing with the top players, I mean, some of the players we played with, with or against right, yeah. are in the yeah, NBA, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. like a lot I can look at over 50 players and be like oh yeah I remember we played him at this tournament and he dunked on yeah. me like yeah. there's a true, lot man. there's a lot of them yeah and so that's like a different level of competition but that it, it directly correlates to in my eyes to business if you want to run with top dogs it's extremely competitive whether it's directly with your competitor or if it's within yourself because a lot of people have internal competition um and then, or, you know, just your immediate surroundings, but, yeah, we played sports pretty much all through high school, we played basketball, I did a little bit of football, broke my back, couldn't do football, knocked me out of basketball for a while, which mentally screwed me up, but it helped me grow a lot, and later caused me to not be able to keep playing, did fighting, did cage fighting for a while, extremely competitive, really fun, but I feel like, as far as, as uh, parenting goes, that today we've gotten into this no no longer keeping score. And you're coaching right now. You're co- what age group do you yeah. coach? Well, I'm not right now. We just finished. Well, I've just coached finished. anywhere from, you know, four-year-olds to 10-year-olds. Yeah, so part. you coaching the youth, which we need more people to do because... Yeah. yeah, they always need coaches. They they were short of coaches. And we need coaches who actually know how to play and yeah. have oh, been yes, around please. and coach not just some dad that's never played the sport before because then they just breed bad habits and mentality within kids Mm -hmm. which just starts young getting those proper habits starts young and oh yeah i mean talking about coaching real quick
0: that's i've seen what we just talked about firsthand like I don't want to paint coaches. myself like I was some kind of pure, just pansy. No, but like I had you different personality. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had but you, a different personality. You
1: recognize it within other kids that are yeah, the way you So I work see other so kids help
0: and so I know like kind of what how to push them to be more confident and move towards that. But then there's yeah. the other side where there's kids who are more just. You almost have to get after them harder, and they thrive better on that. And I see that in it's coaching. It's all about reading. Yeah, reading it's about reading the kid. individual and reading your kids. I mean. I'm
1: sure parenting parents out way. there. Yeah.
0: If you have four kids, they could all be totally different personalities. So they don't
1: so they don't keep score at your games.
0: Well, they don't. It's done. We keep score. But we yell, you yell it out after they, the game. For anything under <laughs> eight, they don't keep score, but we keep score. Yeah, you tell it. the kids be like,
1: Hey, you lost yeah. time
0: to run laps. Yeah, it'll get crazy, you know. Sometimes you'll lose by like thirty, then you'll win by 30 because 'cause they're little kids, so it's all about yeah, so you can get the ball underneath the basket. Yeah, when we but.
1: played so when we played rec basketball, Tanner, you always played up Two age groups. You yeah, played, played it. You played with me, so you yeah. were because you're two years younger than me. So that was two years. So Kobe, you were, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that because you're big, but you were the best on a team that was two years older than you. So when we played right. rec ball when we were like like eight years old, back when they used to actually keep score, yeah, they would turn the scoreboard off or mm-hmm. they'd stop the game because we'd get up by fifty points, yeah, no, and we, then and then all the other parents on the other teams they would complain the way it was because with the rec ball they pick you just randomly assigned teams unless your dad's a coach mm-hmm. well our dad always coached i so mean you were on the same team everything else is like lottery you just and get friends and, dad coached and yeah and then both of them <laughs> yeah and we got both them so they are both the coaches so there's four of us and that's a huge and, difference in rec ball and we're like we're like the top players and we're playing we're like seven from six years old to ten years old just playing at the rec center but by halftime, we'd blow out a team by 50 points, and they'd get all pissed off, and they'd go complain because it, it was no longer fun and it wasn't fair. But I mean, what do you what do you do when you just dominate them? It's it is what it is. Yeah. And later, I mean, we lost a lot in life too in basketball. Oh, yeah. My first game,
0: like freshman year basketball, we played. I think it was Chaparral. They had a kid that was like six eight. I don't even know why he was on the freshman team, but they beat us by like 45. Yeah, And that was kind of like the early stage of me getting actually like genuinely pissed about losing and yeah. wanting to dominate the other team because it sucked to go in your first game for of family and stuff and kids that you go to school with and lose by 45 points. And my ankles got broken at one point too because there was water on the court, but nobody <laughs> knew that. Oh, yeah. There's
1: definitely no, water. There was, seriously. <laughs>
0: I tripped, tripped twice in a row. There's just water everywhere. But, okay. Yeah.
1: So with that being said, on – Andy Frisella's podcast, he asks all his hosts, or all his guests, do you hate to lose or love to win? What drives you more? What gives you more energy? Do you hate to lose or do you love to win? What pushes you more? you asking me? I'm asking you.
0: Can I draw this out before I get the answer? Can I talk about both of them?
1: Yeah, that's okay. fine. I feel like
0: winning can give you momentum and like confidence. Sometimes you need a win. So you can make it like I talked in the last one. Like you need a small win sometimes, or just and when you're playing basketball, sometimes you just need a shot, you see a shot go in. But I feel like now, I'm talking about overall winning. yeah. Now, like
1: winning a game or losing a business deal, I'd hate to lose or,
0: more like that. I think that's why when I was really young, I had that problem because I get so pissed at losing that I would like cut my friends out of
1: my life. <laughs> so some people, tennis. some people drive off of their wins. So yeah, their wins are what keep them going. They get that high from winning. So the question is more: Do you get more of a high from winning? Or do you get more angry and drive? Like, what makes you the next day push harder? That you lost or that you won?
0: I think that I lost. Like, if I take it from a business perspective, like, if I have a customer that, like, asked for a refund or something didn't go as it should, and it's, like, my fault and I made a mistake and I lost, that would push me more to do okay. better than winning.
1: Yeah, it's weird because there's so many different – it's different mentality because a lot of people live on their wins, right? Yeah. Which is fine. I don't think there's any right or wrong it's answer. Just a it's just Sometimes different. I was I, just curious because like, I've heard it asked so many times to so many different successful people that I hate to lose. Yeah. I mean, you know that my personality—like, I absolutely hate to lose, and I always have. Like, I well, I haven't. I would say growing up,
0: I was probably the win one.
1: I mean, I get—I don't really like even winning. Like, I never. I'm not an overly emotional. Like, show too much excitement and yeah. emotion yeah. to where Even with winning, I just—I don't act too pumped up about it but i definitely get pissed off i'm like rage monster like if i lose <laughs> it's bad <laughs> i'm i'll admit it i'm a i'm a poor loser but i don't shut down i use it like pertaining to business yeah. i just it's i use it as as fuel but that's yeah. purely comp that's competition either way that's competition well, what pushes you more so yeah critiquing yourself and analysis if you hate to lose you have to be a very critical person of your of yourself and
0: i think if you have a kid, too, that's like that, that hates to lose, you have to instill what you just said in them. Like they need to use that to push forward because you'll see some kids – in shut down, throw tantrums. They get like pissed, yeah. They throw that, the kid that
1: hates to lose is the one that throws a temper tantrum. Yeah,
0: but if you can harness that hate to lose, especially at a young age, if you can harness that into like drive and motivation to get out and put up more shots or whatever they're, sport they're doing or business or school – yeah. to get out there and put more work in, then they're going to be, oh, I think they're going to be way more successful than someone who just thrives off work. It goes the
1: same thing with like bad grade. Like Brooke, yeah. she's in Terrible kindergarten. Yeah, on a test. Yeah, she's in kindergarten. She has five pages of homework every single night. She has Whoa. reports and she's in kindergarten. And they're yeah. doing math and they're reading and they're writing and doing all stuff at the kindergarten, Kindergarten, which is like pretty much third grade level. Yep. But I learned very quickly an analysis of her when she the teacher grades all their assignments and sends them home. And, you know, marks them wrong. There's no political correctness with the school she goes to. It's you're wrong or you're right. And she hates. effort?
0: No way for effort? No.
1: For effort. no just there's no efforts, good. anything. They're either you get it right or you get it wrong. Yeah, and that's, that's the way it be. should be. That's the way the real world is. And she hates to lose. She yeah. comes, she gets so mad. Like if she got 9 out of 10, a lot of kids would be happy. Oh, I got 9 out of 10. She's pissed off because she missed one. Because she was one away from. 10 out of 10 and it's kind of like glass half empty glass half full yeah mindset it correlates with that too so what do you do like as a parent to make it to where she uses that as motivation and not well it's hard like we because said, some kids will get self so hard. yeah no she does what would you and do her to teacher, prevent the self-destruction it's just motivation and positive encouragement and feedback and then feeding her because she gets it's amazing to see a kid want to learn because when we were growing up in our crappy school system we most of the time didn't want anything yeah. to do with it because it, it was, have a good it was schools, like a, it was like a daycare right? Yeah. so she'll do homework like on the weekend she'll want to do homework like most kids are begging to go to the park go play daddy can you help me with my homework I want to do homework I wanna... so she's constantly doing learning things because she's obsessive about it That's so good. I feed it you know if she yeah. wants to study more heck yeah you know I'll help her we'll help her we'll take our time but as a parent we have to do that every day when she comes home the very first thing she does, she'll get a glass of water, a snack, and then she gets into homework, and that's after being at school for six to eight hours, And she, but she wants to do it, and she does it, and she gets it done, and we review all the, because every day you get, they take tests, every single day they have tests, they have reading tests, they have writing tests, they have math tests every single day, and they get sent home, and so we review it, we correct what she didn't, make sure she understands everything, and she'll spend an hour doing homework at least every single night. But and it's not pushed because I feel like a lot of the education system and the way they do it, the kids aren't motivated to do it, and so it's forced. Yeah. With her, it's not forced. I have to I have to tell her, hey, you you can go take a break because she doesn't want to. She wants to do it and get it done, which is awesome. That's a good problem. But, not, but if yeah. I if I didn't, she'll shut down though with that hate to lose mentality. It seems like more likely to. To shut down and get, get frustrated, yeah, and I'm the same way, and that's where she gets it from, yeah. But I can see it because I'm like, hey, that was me. Yeah, it just hey. you just have to handle it and harness it, and it's energy. It's all energy based, and we have to put that energy into the the correct direction to avoid frustration and anger and anxiety. Because that's I'm not that same way. Well, but, I think you said an interesting thing where you said like feeding
0: into it, not in a negative way, but feeding into the positive aspect of it, of, of put giving her the means to continue to push at what she enjoys i was reading an article like i think it was like how to make your kid a genius it was just some article that popped up and i was just curious because obviously i want my kid to be a genius so i was reading it but it was talking about like the opposite of what you think like you don't force your kid to do this or this they were like you're going to notice your kid's going to be passionate about certain things just feed into that like push them into that if they're really good at math don't try to overcompensate and force them into reading way more stuff this goes lacking. into
1: the like, same yeah with business yeah feed you know, into your a, strengths there's an argument in business do you do you focus on your strengths or your weaknesses what do you think now that we're getting quiz strengths here. yeah i always yeah. when you put if you have x amount of energy in your day do you put that energy at pushing forward your strengths because everyone's always been taught you need to strengthen out and shore up your weaknesses
0: yeah. Which personally, on a personal, which level you do, is, at, true, but, but yeah.
1: majority of your energy doesn't need to go there. Yeah. Maybe ten percent. Focus on your strengths. Focus on your strengths, and that's hard for people because when you play sports, you okay, you're a good three point shooter, so you want to focus on your ball handling because yeah. it's a weakness. Okay, but you can't focus on it so much that now your strength becomes weak. Yeah, because then you're just worst. then you flatline. Maybe yeah. a little better. So you, you still have to focus on hot. your strengths. You still have to keep shooting threes, and then you can slowly work on other stuff. Yeah. But the same thing with kids cuz i feel like everyone's you know we have natural talents and abilities and some people are more gifted whether it's physically or mentally in certain aspects so you mm-hmm. focus on those good aspects and maximizing them you don't forget everything else yeah cuz you, you just still want to be well-rounded it. but definitely it's it's a it's a it's tricky because psychologically it's a psychological game with kids when they hate to lose Because if you do it wrong, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to quit. Mm -hmm. And they're going to give up because they're so mentally stressed over it because they hate that they lost so bad. And they can't focus on moving forward. They're so focused on the loss. So I think the hardest thing to do is to break them or as with an athlete to break them and get them back on focal track of moving forward instead of focusing on that they lost. So it goes back to the same thing of reflection, reflection. And analysis, right? So you use critical thinking and critical feedback to assess why you lost or why something didn't go or why you got 9 out of 10. But then you have to be able to release that and move forward. And it's hard to do with the kid. Yeah. But you have to force feed. You're not forcing them anything, but you have to mentally push them into a new new direction so they don't dwell on it. Because if you let them dwell on it, like if she dwells on it, it'll be days. And I know it because that's the way I am. I'm obsessive and she'll obsess on it too, but it all goes back to competition. Mm-hmm. She's being competitive with her, with herself. And, you know, we grow, so the way I was in sports was overly competitive, uh, hate to lose type mentality. And there's, there's a negativity to that within because I, we didn't always have proper coaching or, and it's more of a mental coach, like sports coaches, the best sports coaches are met, are really good mental coaches. Yeah, it's not physical; it's mental. Yeah, most all sports any are DC mental. Coach can cover the physical part. So yeah, so it's the mental, the mental coaching and balance and understanding the athletes and and for me, I was I wasn't always aggressive physically, but I was extremely mentally aggressive and hard on myself to where at times in my life I would shut down. I was so hard on myself I would psych myself out I' would overthink it and like the best time I played is when I just got pissed off and didn't think about anything but just crushing somebody mm-hmm. but that I was definitely more aggressive you're the opposite opposite into that but as far as it translates to business and parenting I mean we've talked a little about parenting but in business a lot of the battle you're gonna fight I feel you fight within yourself as an entrepreneur because when you're first starting out, especially if you're doing online stuff like we do you're not going to see physically see your competition it's not direct correlation you're not it's hard to know where your competitors are at or what are they doing because everything's online based you don't know if it's just someone in a small little shack mm-hmm. making no money because everyone puts on fronts and there's so much fakeness out there my the way I look at it is I don't even look at it I don't look at the competitors or what they're doing what they're not doing because in the industries I'm in there's such a big market and I can take a segment of that market until I get to where I'm top, top, top the ladder, fighting with the top ones, where that we're in competition, fighting over customer base. Then that's different analysis. Now, my weapons training business, okay, that's fiz- I'm out in the community, so I directly see competition,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I directly make a point to crush competition, <laughs> but not in a not in negative energy way, but to offer better service, better customer service, better pricing if i can depending on you know what things are but the biggest way i excel is just my customer service because people pay for good customer service
0: more important better price or better customer service
1: better customer service all day long because pricing you dictate well you dictate your price and that's the nice thing about like the the businesses i'm in now you know i used to be in the business of selling other people's products Uh, Now my e-commerce business is all products I've created from branding, all my labeling, literally all the products I've 100% are created. So I control the market value now. There still is comparisons, you know, with other like similar products on the market, but I control based on my quality what I want to charge for it. And the way I can charge higher pricing, not only is it premium product, but premium customer service. You know, yeah. same day shipping or next day shipping fast, it's always within two days great customer service You know, going above and beyond in every way possible same thing with the weapons training business, it's a service industry and I there's so many of weapons, firearms instructor in Vegas it's ridiculous how many of them there are so the best way to stand apart especially in the gun industry because there's a bunch of egotistical pricks not to knock on, I mean I'm definitely in the gun industry but <laughs> Customer service is not a top priority. You go into most gun shops, yeah. they don't even greet you. They don't even talk to you. And we've owned a gun shop, and that was our big thing is customer service. And it's the same thing within my training business. And that's how I get advantage- get above competition is because I go on above and beyond to make the experience as pleasant as possible and to have good customer service. And the competitors, they they don't always understand it, and they don't understand why, but that's just – you know that's how it is. Yeah, I think when, like you said, when you're in the service aspect, when you're selling a, a service compared
0: to a product, the customer service is way more important. But like if you're selling for, if you're just like drop shipping on Amazon, it's all price because your Amazon covers the customer service. Yeah. So there's sometimes where it's price. But if they're if, more, if and more customers
1: are going direct to your site, if
0: they're, yeah, if they're going direct to you, buying products cu- from you, or especially services, the customer service yeah. can make a huge difference. I feel
1: like price it does have some value because yeah. it'll hold oh, a customer yeah. and because you got to get them to get that initial yeah. purchase yeah. and so once they've taken the bait and got that initial purchase you always have to with your their first time purchase go well oh, yes. above and beyond to almost like wine and dine to show them that way you get return like i have an extremely high return customer it's almost like fifty well, percent. it's way easier to it's get stupid how high it is i have to look one. at it yeah, yeah. Because once they buy and that's why they come back and I might be 20% more than other like products, but I feel that my products are better quality Mm -hmm. and I know I pay for pay more for it because I use all 100% organic USDA approved oils and everything within all my beard care products. Most companies don't do that. They use synthetics. I don't do any of that. I don't use chemicals or anything. So it costs me more and I'll charge more, but I definitely go above and beyond. I'll throw in free stuff. I offer big promo codes you know, for after their purchase, to reward them for purchasing, then they feel better, then they come back and and buy. Yeah, then they come back and they buy more and they tell their friends and they buy more. We kind
0: of mentioned this in the Millennial Podcast. So there's kind of a shift in the way, not only just employees, but consumers in general are looking at things. It's not so much like 20 years ago, it was all price, price, price. Give me the best price. But now people want to actually like buy from someone that they see a face on and they trust. And the customer service is going to establish all of that. The way you okay. interact with them, they'll pay more to be with a brand and a company that they well, enjoy. And social
1: trust. media has exposed the shitty people. They've exposed the shitty business people. Yeah. You can't be that way and be successful because if you, unless they were already successful, but to start out, if you're that way, if you have shitty customer service, it takes two minutes to write a negative, negative social media post or go on Yelp or Google or anywhere and just trash a business. And if you're just starting out, and you get trashed like that it makes it really hard to come back to mm-hmm. come back from that you make it much easier for your competition at that point you self
0: sabotage yourself so
1: and a lot of a lot of, them, a lot of them do yeah i mean i don't understand how you know i don't like Yelp a whole lot you know we i think out of all the businesses i had like i think we had one or two negative reviews mm-hmm. and it was a misunderstanding and we respond to every single review which is good negative or positive and they're both just simple misunderstandings that we were able to fix yeah. because the customer's always right but yeah you can look at some companies they have like two stars but that's what people do now when they're looking for somewhere to go and they're they immediately, you google it it'll you pop google up. it and google or they're or gonna look at hey this company's got two stars or this one's got five yeah. stars and it makes a huge difference and that those stars are Pretty much, based on customer service, occasionally you'll see pricing. Oh, this was overpriced. But most of the time, if you look at them, it's, they were so nice. They were so kind. They went above and beyond. I'll pay extra just to deal with them. Those will get you the good ratings, that customer exactly. service. Exactly. I kind of rarely have to you story see, on this. Rarely do you see one that says, um, oh, they were overpriced. Yeah. It's most of the time. They had horrible customer service or they had great customer yeah. service. I had kind of this experience with Amazon,
0: so when I started selling on Amazon, the first review I got was a one-star review on my seller account, and it was a simple misunderstanding. But Amazon, it's like you have to jump through hoops to remove reviews, so they couldn't remove it. Even though the customer and myself worked it out and it was just a simple misunderstanding, they didn't really realize how Amazon works, like there's third-party sellers, they thought they were buying straight from Amazon. So it got worked out, it's fine between the customer, but that review still stayed, and it like, hurt my selling right off the bat jacks
1: up your algorithm yeah
0: one star review put me off all the buy boxes put me at the very bottom so i had to like work extra hard over the next six months to where every customer that came in i made sure to go above and beyond to where i could start racking up five star reviews like i would have anyways but it took a while like to get to your point you said in the beginning if you get a couple bad reviews it puts you in a hole you can dig out of it but it's really hard so
1: everything does that social media Podcasts like this podcast right now, if we don't get positive reviews and we don't get comments, we have this, with the algorithm, we have this window of opportunity mm-hmm. and they promote new podcasts first. So if you're listening to this, give us a review, <laughs> share, tell a friend, share it, that ups our algorithm and exposes it to more new people. So it pops yeah. up so they can listen to it too. And with everything, that's how it is. So it's based on customer service. Mm-hmm. So, but we're getting off of competition. It That's is good, It is I still mean, competition, of business-related it. competition. but That's a huge aspect I feel that today we need more competition, and I think that there needs to be less feelings to it where people get their feelings hurt because they lose. You have to lose. That's my yeah. biggest fear with, with a lot of this, with the young kids not keeping score, and within school everyone's a winner and everyone gets a trophy. I hate that because you're going to lose in life. I mean, I've lost a lot. But psychologically, I don't look at it as a loss necessarily because I learned so much from that loss. You don't learn a whole lot from winning. You learn a lot from losing. So every time I've lost, instead of breaking down and shutting down like a lot of people that haven't lost when they first lose, they do that. Because I've lost a lot, I'll stop, I stop and I reflect and I look back on it and I learn from it so then the next time I don't make the same mistake. If you continue to lose in the same mistake, you're just not making the right decisions and you're yeah you're yourself think, in a hole. So losing is very important to success. You mm-hmm. have to become successful. You, you almost have to lose. Mm-hmm. And most, you look at a lot of these huge businesses or individuals that become hugely successful and everyone thinks, oh, they got lucky until you talk to the person and find out they've been doing this for 10 years and they've been losing over and over and one out of 100 times they won. But that one time, was a huge win, you know, and that's just it's a different mentality. It's hard to stay resilient and continue to drive forward if you lose, but just don't lose the same thing over and over. You have to check yourself, yeah, and you have think, to analyze um, it. I think winning
0: teaches you what you're capable of, and losing teaches you what you're made of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're winning, you already kind of know what you can Quote do. Quote of so the day the winning doesn't really push you as much as the losing. When you can push through a failure you're going to get so much more confidence well, to you overcome. get so much stronger. Yeah, you know what you're capable of. You know, okay, I've been this low before, and I've came back. When you so turn a lot, that's of. turning a loss into a win. Yeah, exactly. You either, what is it? You either win or you learn, like you hear that all the time. Yeah. I mean, technically, do you lose at times? Yes, but the whole philosophy is when you lose, you turn into a learning
1: experience, like you said. And it's not really and losing. And you grow from it. You didn't lose in the long run. You grew. Yeah. Because of those experiences. I mean, if it if it came easy and you just won. You would never grow. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, you're going to lose much worse. I almost think it's better just... Get those so, losses out early. Yeah. Well, you'll early still experience. have them. Well, in well, yeah, different, but- Different, but it's, yeah, like I said, growth spurts, and it'll definitely help drive you forward because it builds resilience and strength because if you've gone up and down and you've won and lost and lost and lost and lost, then it's like, all right, I've been through this. This is no big deal. Mm-hmm. When people, the first time, and I'll say, like, the first time in business when we had challenge or struggle and major loss, it, like... Was the most devastating thing yeah. it seemed like, and then yeah. once you, but we didn't stop and we kept pushing. Once you get over, like, oh, that's not that big a deal, and
0: yeah. then
1: this a similar thing may have happened a couple months later. But at that point, it's like, oh, I've been through this. Here, this is how you fix it. Boom, done. But yeah. if we didn't have that loss, and a lot yes. of it's because people are scared of competition. This goes back to it; they're afraid of losing,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: they don't even try. Yeah, like I would rather try and lose than not try at all. I would try and fail every single day opposed to sit there and not try at all because at least by trying and by failing, I'm doing something and I'm learning a lot because I'm trying. I think that was the big difference for me. me.
0: I had the exact opposite mindset growing up. Most people don't try because they're afraid of failure. I didn't want to fail, so I didn't want to mess. Even They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get, you know, so they don't try. Once I got older and learned that philosophy, that whole concept of like failure is it can be a motivating factor and can be the best thing that happens to you yeah.
1: completely change the way I what, it's approached. like like i said getting punched in the face yeah. it's and the that's same across the board it's though. the same content. parenting business exactly. life everything. and everyone a lot of people think that it's when they look at stuff they think it's extremely hard they say oh man business that's got to be so difficult i can never do that so they just never try or they'll have an amazing idea i get messages i've quite a few friends on social media they'll message hey i got this business idea and they'll ask me to do it with them hey do you want to go in on doing this with me and after doing bad partnerships and dealing with partnerships i pretty much don't do those anymore because a partnership is the only ship that will never sail yeah <laughs> this is me and you talking on this podcast is as closest to a partnership that i'll ever get again yeah. and i tell them you know you can do it on yourself i'll give them the tools i'll coach them i'll do whatever to help them along, guidance, because I've been through it, whether you know, there's a couple of apparel, want to start apparel companies, I've done that. Okay, this is what you need to do. This is printing, this is wholesale. Whatever we need to do, I'll help them figure it out and I'll give them the tools. I'm not going to do it for them. And I think a lot of people look for that because they're scared, so they want that strategic partner. But if you have that partner, you're not going to learn because that partner's going to throw their knowledge and you're just going to be there along for the ride. And if it fails, it's going to be your fault and your partner's fault if you Mm -hmm. do it yourself that's when i gained so much knowledge after bad partnerships was just doing it myself and being competitive and i hate not knowing stuff i absolutely hate it we got into a discussion in in the group the other day about education Mm -hmm. and this is an extremely competitive nature type thing was what was the what was the the background on that? Angle? Like, What was the premise of the question? Yeah, the question. I think we, it was, you're talking about the college one, right? Yeah, college education yeah. is important. If it is important or isn't important or kind of what people say. Yeah, and, someone, on and someone had commented that it's an absolute necessary and it's still the bar of standard for the the Responsibility ge- and grit. Yeah, and you gain more responsibility and grit, which is bullshit in my opinion. Yeah. Cause I've done college and I've done not college and built my own businesses. And I think I personally feel like you get more grit, but that's my mentality. But the aspect of going to school to learn and specialize in one thing, right, you might have vast knowledge and if you're creating a business within that, that's fine. Like If you go and learn on accounting and you become an accountant or you start up your own accounting firm, that's awesome. Okay, then yeah, you need to go to school if you become a doctor. Okay, that's awesome. But if you're an entrepreneur, you either need to have a lot of money or a lot of grit and be really thrifty and willing to adjust on the fly and learn, and that's where I was because I didn't want to be the throw, better place to be. Yeah, than a lot of because you'll make a lot more money in the end. Yeah, because it's it's got to happen, right? So if we're starting a company, I have to do logo design, I have to do business cards, I have to build a website, I have to mission statement and all the text on the site and product development and packaging, whatever industry you're in. There's a lot that goes to it. So you, you know you can have economics, you can have Accounting, you can have graphic design, you can have videography, photography, video editing. You know, just within managing a business, especially a brand based business, there's like 10 different careers. Mm -hmm. And I haven't gone to college and gained a single minute of education in any of those careers, but I've done every single one of them within the business. And that's a competitive drive. And that's what scares people because they don't know how. But today, I mean, it's so easy. To f- every single software, like I downloaded and bought everything Adobe, mm-hmm. and people go to school to learn all this. Like Adobe Premiere Pro, all the video videography. People go to school to become videographers. All the tutorials on how to do every single thing with that entire software is within the program, mm-hmm. and it can teach you step by step every single thing. Same thing with photo photography and editing and accounting and. and we do. I do all my own accounting for this year is what three businesses plus personal plus job multiple jobs like I always do it all and it takes you know a day to do but it's better than I used to pay an accountant and I'd pay him four thousand dollars and for some reason I'd still owe money yeah and then once I started doing it myself I'd spend a hundred eighty dollars on turbo tax and I do. do it all myself and that way I'm in control of it mm-hmm but it yeah and that's competitive drive but not being afraid to lose is huge with being competitive. And with kids too. Yeah. Is try to get them over that fear of fear of failure. And you almost they almost just need to fail. And that's how you gain that is going out there trying it, understanding that you might fail, putting your best foot forward, hoping you don't, but if you do fail, you have to stop and look yeah. at it and learn from it and then try again. Cause you're gonna get farther. I mean it might be if there's twenty steps on this ladder to success, you might get to step one and fail. And if you don't try again, you're gonna stay on the ground. Mm-hmm. You try again, you make it to step two and fail. Okay, now we're learning. Maybe we can skip skip to step four, and it might take you ten tries, eventually to get to the twentieth step and land on the level of success. But if you quit, still you're not you're still, still, still gonna be at zero. Yeah. So you might as well try it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I yeah. think with parenting too, like you'd mentioned with
0: parenting, real quick, um, like with kids. You said just getting him through that first failure, like helping him experience that. I think a lot of times, and I think every parent kind of has the urge to like protect your kids. You know what I mean? You don't, you want to try to protect them, but sometimes you just need to let them go out and society ride the bike and fall on their face. Or, you you know have to mean? let them be
1: safe. I yeah. mean, you're not going to put them in a bubble you cre- where you don't uh, let you them cre- fail.
0: Yeah. You create a good environment and a, for them to succeed. Yeah. You're not going to let them die or anything. Yeah. You're not going to just throw them down a hill on a skateboard, but they, they, need, well, they need to crash on the bike sometimes. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. use that as an example. Analogy,
1: they have to, they have to fall down. Yeah. And, and you can feel and realize up, that hey but... that didn't hurt that bad cuz yeah. if you never let a kid fall then they build up this mentality and this same thing with with adults and business this perfect example if the kid never falls down if you catch them every single time they trip or fall off their bike and if you catch them every single time they're never going to know that it really doesn't hurt that bad and that it's going to be okay yeah. yeah they might fall and scrape up their knee and they're going to cry for 5 minutes and then they're going to get back on the bike exactly but if you never let them fall eventually they're going to have a fear of falling Mm -hmm. because they never fell and they never realized it wasn't that bad. That's with every fear. Same thing with parenting. Same thing with business. If you're afraid to get married, if you're afraid to have a kid, if you're afraid to buy that new home or take that new job or ask for that pay raise or ask for that promotion or start a new company, that fear is going to compound and it's going to grow and you're going to become... To the point where you're going to become, I would say, like a hermit. You're just afraid, a passive little pansy, as I would call it, that doesn't try anything, that doesn't seek adventure, that doesn't go (coughs) out and want to learn new things because you're so afraid because you didn't want to fall because you thought it was going to hurt. And it Mm -hmm. does. But then you learn, and it gets better, and then you want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And kids are the best example because it's, it's weird. It's like an age thing. When they're from birth to like three years old fearless some kids stay fearless their whole life yeah but it seems like three four years old then they start realizing hey i can't stand on the couch and try to belly flop onto the carpet like (laughs) they learn that way but they learn from doing and getting hurt and then they just readjust but around four years old five years old it seems like they become smarter and don't take those risks and i don't know if it's due to their own intellectual development, or it's because this. of society too. I Because I feel like society says, don't do this, don't try that, don't Put do this. Box. Yeah, and in the beginning, I was talking about the sooner you quit worrying about what other people think and say, the more successful and happy you'll be. It's like the most freeing thing ever. Yeah. Because we're afraid of, we're, fr- we're not afraid of failing. We're afraid of what other people are going to think of us when we fail. Mm-hmm. And so they don't try. Because we're so consumed by, with social media, what, what we're perceived as that we're afraid to try because if we fail we don't want to be perceived as a failure yeah. which if you actually want and do it because i've done it and i failed a lot of people the perception is hey you're not hey you're a failure it's man i can't believe you went for that that's so awesome i wish i had i wish i had the balls to try that mm-hmm. because you're doing stuff that most people wouldn't even think of trying to do that's great. You went for it. So it's a respect thing. They see yeah. that and they're like, it gives people courage and hope to try. That's why we're doing this podcast too. Cause we've done a lot of different business stuff that a lot of kids our age or when we were first starting at 18 years old with businesses wouldn't think of trying because society painted as, Oh, go to college, get an education. You know, you need money to become successful in business, which is bullshit. You just need a competitive drive and spirit and willingness to never quit and keep going. I agree. You, you kind of want dead? a little ramble. <laughs> oh, that's good. The rambles are good. Well, competition, yeah. So it's definitely an important thing. If you're a parent, push your kids to do competition, put them in sports. Try to get them in sports. And I, I feel like if you get them younger, where they're, because Brooke now she's going to be six and she's kind of talking herself out of it. Yeah. Some stuff you have to force your kids and make them do it. Yeah. Cause then they'll like it. It's like riding a roller coaster. If you never
0: put, just shove your kid on the roller coaster, they'll, they'll love it.
1: Yeah. The first (laughs) practice, they might cry the whole time and then they're going to like it after. But learning to read your child and understand the mentality because a lot of parents, their kids might think differently. Yeah. And so I think, especially as men, you know, we're very closed off mindsets and what works for us, we think that's universal, but Mm -hmm. a lot of time it's not. And you have to really, it's hard to become in tune with, with children but the sooner you learn, the better you'll be in every aspect of life. Same thing with business. If you're a leader, team leader, or your employees, whatever it may be, the sooner you learn what makes each one of them tick, the more productive they're going to be, the more productive you're going to be. But there's some people that are managers that are extremely competitive, but they never learn what makes each employee tick individually. Mm-hmm. And so they railroad every single employee, and every single employee hates them and hates their job. Yeah, I've experienced it. And it's just eventually to be a good leader, you have to understand what each individual person, what works for them. Yep. That's you a know, developed skill over time. Yeah. It takes, it takes a lot of experience, but it takes a lot of analysis and swallowing pride and opening up to change and difference. And as men, we definitely need to, to be able to do that and realize that it's not one size fits all and not everything's our way. It'll mm. make things a lot happier and you can be a lot more competitive and, Excel. So, yeah. All right, that's pretty much it for me. Do you got anything else? Nope, covered it all. Social I think. media, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Dad Boss Movement. On Facebook, I am under at Mike D Stoker. On Instagram, it is bullets and beards. Tanner, you are at, at Tanner Stoker. On Instagram. So simple. Please leave us a. Review on this, positive or negative, anything, have at it. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Remember, we have a closed Facebook group, Dad Boss Movement. It's picking up a little bit of momentum. It's just starting out. We're about a month into it, so go ask questions on there, interact. It's a closed group. Remember, who only people that are going to see it are within the group, so don't be afraid to put it out there. Yep. State what you're at or where you're going through or anything related to competition, especially since we're on competition well, yeah, podcast. Real quick,
0: too, on that. I think the best thing about it is like you can just share your opinion. Like even if it goes against somebody else, oh, yeah. there's no hurt feelings. Like you no. just said, you disagreed with somebody in one of the posts. Yeah, you know, and it, it was. Is what it is.
1: We are completely opposite, and he stated his opinion. Yeah. I stated my opinion. And it's just respect. He I mean, agreed on some things that he liked about my opinion. I agreed on some things and showed him respect that I agreed on with his yeah. opinion. So there's no PC, and, you know, we're not The coddling, good thing is get out there. people are going to be able to connect with that, at least his opinion or mine at some point. Yeah. And that's the thing is just opening up, opening up our minds and bringing that knowledge from every way possible, exactly. us and the people in the group. Alright, hope you all have a wonderful day and a great work week. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for another one coming soon. I am never stopping now, I am never slowing down. I had a taste, it's in my mouth, and now I wanna take that crown. I will fight
0: for everything, I will fight to reach my dreams. I will die or I'll succeed. To me, this life means everything.